Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 20 of Journey into Paul's Imagination. Today is a special podcast because we're only talking about two things, Disney Plus Day and D23. If you have any friends or family that are big Disney fans and want to know about everything that was updated, feel free, please share this podcast episode because I've got four pages of notes and every single announcement that was covered this past weekend of the 2022 version of D23. So sit back, relax. We'll start with some Disney Plus Day updates and then move into the madness that occurred at this year's D23. Now, Disney Plus Day had a bunch of releases, um, some of which included Thor Love and Thunder to Disney Plus, She-Hulk Episode uh, 4. So there were some things... um, that have already released that just came to Disney Plus. But I really just want to highlight two things, which were new Disney content. One was Pinocchio. Uh, normally, I'm pro live action remakes, but Pinocchio just wasn't it for me. It has no charm. It doesn't really work as a live action film. The animated film works much better. It's shorter, but the visual effects were just really bad, which. It was just hard to pay attention. Pinocchio looked really bad. Monstro looked bad. It was a really bad twist. Um, The visual effects just looked terrible. And the story just lacks a lot of charm. Jiminy Cricket, Blue Fairy, um, Honest John, they were all great. Um, And some of the music, including Cynthia Erivo's version of When You Wish Upon a Star, were excellent. But it just wasn't enough to save the movie for me. Um, I gave it a 4.5 out of 10, which unfortunately was extremely disappointing considering my excitement for the, uh, for the movie. But um, probably better background noise than it is actually watching. And I also finished Cars on the Road, which it is, a, uh, it is like a little short series. Um, the episodes are only about 10, 11 minutes long. And it was okay. I thought it had a lot of potential, but didn't really tap into any of it. Episode two is really good. It gave me Haunted Mansion slash like animated Disney horror vibes, which was really cool. So that episode was really good. But um, everything else just kind of bored me. And again, good background noise, but not necessarily what I would have wanted out of a um, out of a Cars type show. Um, so, anyways, kind of a weak Disney Plus day. Um, Obviously, a lot of content with high expectations, just nothing really lived up to any of the expectations that I had, at least. So, um, so a little bit of a bummer. But the good thing is that we got so much at D23. And if you're unaware with what D23 it is, it is basically like a Comic-Con for everything Disney-related. Um, it is the ultimate Disney fan celebration Unfortunately, I have yet to attend one, and it is one of my goals. Um, I just haven't had the chance to. It occurs at the Anaheim Convention Center, and basically, it's where we get a lot of new releases from Disney Plus to Disney Animation Studios to Pixar um, to Marvel to Lucasfilm to 20th Century Studios to the Disney Parks products and experiences. This is where we get a lot of news. Um, not all news comes. There's a lot of news that won't be re- that isn't released at D23, but a good chunk of new information is released. So as a Disney fan, you're getting a lot at once, a lot of new content, um, and it can be overwhelming. There's a lot. Like I said, I have four pages of notes of new things that were um, either spoken about or officially announced, and it's just madness. So we're going to go through the three-day expo. Uh, The first day, the main part included Disney-branded television, including Disney Plus updates, uh, Walt Disney Animation Studios updates, and Pixar updates. Day two included our um, Lucasfilm, Marvel, and then Fox Studios or 20th Century Studios updates. And then lastly, on Sunday, there was the Disney Parks products and experiences um, panel where we're going to have a lot of our parks, our cruise line updates. Um, so sit back, relax, because there, there's a lot. It's overwhelming. Um, and my goal is to be able to walk you through it and talk about it too, uh, because some of these, some things that were released are really interesting. Some things I'm really excited for. Some things I'm not as excited for. Um, so let's start it. So the biggest thing in 2023 is that it's the 
Walt Disney Company's 100th year anniversary. Um, so in 2023, we're actually going to get a 100th anniversary logo um, before all of our Walt Disney Studios movies, which looks beautiful. So I'm super excited for that. Um, and there's more celebrations too, and we'll talk about it later from a parks perspective. Um, but it definitely feels like within the next year, they're starting to ramp up a lot of the content as well that's going to be released, uh, whether that be Disney Plus on television um, or in theaters. So there is a lot, a lot coming. Uh, first thing is we have The Muppets Mayhem. That's a show coming to Disney Plus in 2023. High School Musical, the musical, the series, is returning for season four. Um, currently, season three, the finale, is uh, will be when you have listened to it, will have happened already, and we'll, we'll talk about that in next week's episode. Um, but I'm really intrigued by the plot. So if you're unaware and you haven't really paid attention to social media, a lot of the original cast from High School Musical have been posting pictures at East High. Um, a lot of this has formed conversation about, is there a new movie coming out? Well, just a little premise of what High School Musical, the musical, the series reveals. Basically, the show admits that High School Musical are three filmed movies, as we would know of them. There's not a universe where Troy Gabriella are actually real characters. They play them, you know, Zac Efron. In High School Musical, the musical, the series is considered Zac Efron playing Troy Bolton. With that being said, the season four plot includes High School Musical 4 being filmed. That would be High School Musical 4 with Zac Efron, um, Vanessa Hudgens, Corbin Blue, etc. filming at East High. Why this is important? Because I think this is actually going to connect... Basically, what I th- in my mind, in my opinion, what I think is going to happen is we're going to get High School Musical, the musical, the series, season four, which I think is going to connect to High School Musical 4, the movie returning. I think we're going to get a movie with the original cast back. I I would be stunned to see a massive i mean probably one of the biggest reunions ever to only happen on disney plus in a show that's not considered incredibly popular i my guess is that we are gonna get high school musical four and it might not get announced until the late it might not this might be something that we see at the um they have a smaller version of D23 in Orlando at the con- Disney's Contemporary Resort. That might be something we get there. But I think I think High School Musical 4 is coming. I'm just saying, keep an eye out. I mean, this. I think this will be interesting. I think it's a re- definitely, if you haven't watched High School Musical, the musical, the series, it's going to be a reason to watch, watch through and go to season four because it could set up some pretty big things and Give us a reunion that a lot of Disney fans have been waiting for for years. Next, we have American Born Chinese coming in 2023. Percy Jackson and the Olympians is coming soon to Disney+. Plus. I've never actually watched anything Percy Jackson related. I know it's a popular franchise. I know nothing about it. Um, don't really have an opinion on the trail teaser trailer. But, um, but if you're a fan, it's coming. The Prouder Family Louder and Prouder Season 2 is coming to Disney+. Plus. I'm a bit bummed because I was actually excited to see this, and then I never actually had gotten through to watch. So maybe this is an excuse to to catch up with Season 2 on the horizon. A new series produced by Brie Larson is coming to Disney+, Plus called Growing Up. Uh, they did release a trailer. It looks interesting. It's I don't know how to really explain it, but it does look interesting. We are getting numerous holiday specials coming to Disney+, Plus, including Pentatonix Around the World for the Holidays, The Hip Hop Nutcracker, and Best in Snow. Um, but the biggest holiday release that's coming is Tim Allen is returning for The Santa Clauses, which is debuting November 16th on Disney+. Plus. I love the original Santa Claus movies. I think they're great. They're some of my favorite Christmas movies. Um, and I just love Christmas and I love that we're going to get content that is specifically geared towards the holidays. 
Um, and really no better way than putting together a show, including Tim Allen as Santa Claus. Um, and something that I found amazing in the trailer is uh, legendary quarterback Peyton Manning is going to be part of the show. So I'm really intrigued to see the route they take. Um, I don't know how it'll compare, obviously, to the movies. This is a show, so it's going to be a little bit different. But there's really no better way to get you in the holiday spirit than having Tim Allen return to Santa Claus. I just, I think it's amazing. It's one of my most anticipated um, new releases on Disney Plus throughout the rest of the year, and I'm super, super excited. Another new show or whatever that's releasing that a lot of people are going to be excited is National Treasure Edge of History debuting December 14th on Disney+. Plus. Again, did not watch anything National Treasure related. I probably will have to, but unfortunately, I just haven't yet. Some other updates that I uh, will mention, Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur releasing February 10th seems to be a kid's show. Um, I wouldn't this isn't anything related to the MCU, especially with when it was released throughout the weekend. Original documentaries, including Choir and Medu, are coming to Disney+. Plus. Um, Doggy Kamaloha, MD, Prom Pact, Zombies 3, and a number of Disney Junior and Disney Channel shows, um, including Descendants 4 and Raven's Home Season 4, uh, will be coming soon. So... A lot of content, even for children that like those shows, like that content. So we got some new stuff. Something that I'm really excited for that's releasing October 12th is The Big Shot Season 2 starring John Stamos. Um, this show, I, I believe it came out in 2021, and it, it really did surprise me. I mean, if you are a sports person who likes John Stamos, or you just want like a good like teen drama, this is really good. Um, I wasn't expecting much out of it, but it's really enjo uh, really enjoyable. John Stamos is excellent. It's an emotional story basically about a – it's a former college basketball head coach who basically career is over by throwing a chair at an official during a game, and he ends up coaching women's basketball – uh, high school women's basketball and you see that kind of his interest to go back to college basketball um, but he also grows you know his a relationship with these uh, with the woman in this show and it's just really really enjoyable it was really good um, I could not recommend it more I think when it came out last year Obviously, I didn't have a podcast, but I was telling a bunch of friends, like, if there's something on Disney Plus that you're looking to get into that you might not expect much, The Big Shot was really good. Um, so I highly recommend it. I didn't realize that season two is coming out in just, you know, almost exactly a month. Um, so I'm very excited. The new trailer, it looks okay. Um, but again, I didn't really have high hopes for The Big Shot season one, and it blew me away. So... Um, I'm excited. I, you know, based off of what I have seen previously, I think I'm going to be in for a treat. Uh, Hocus Pocus 2, the second trailer released, which releases uh, September 30th. I'm so, so excited for this movie. I can't say the trailer had made me any more excited. Um, I think it's weird seeing Hocus Pocus in a modern element. Um, but I'm excited. The Sanderson sisters are back. I just am intrigued to see how they're going to go about this from a modern standpoint, but I don't think anyone's going to complain for the Sanderson sisters to return, so I'm excited. Now, um, another pretty big release that's releasing this year is Disenchanted on November 24th on Disney+. Plus. I'm intrigued because they're releasing the Santa Clauses, then both within, I believe it's Thanksgiving Day uh, week, Disenchanted on Disney+, Plus, and then Strange World comes out to theaters that same week, which I'm very intrigued by. Um, but Disenchanted is the sequel to Enchanted that came out in, I believe it was the late 2000s. I had not seen the first one, but it's been on my radar. Um, so I'm excited. It'll give me a reason to watch Enchanted, and just excited to see another big movie. And this... I've always talked about this is the type of content that Disney Plus has needed. Um, 
creating these sequels, you know, like you do anything and everything that you can. Um, and I'll talk about one more release and then I'll, I'll kind of give my, my feedback overall, just thinking about Disney plus. We also have Peter Pan and Wendy coming to Disney plus in 2023, which that is just a huge movie to have. I think Disney plus is just running away and becoming by far the best streaming service out there. It, it's hard to compare. They are, starting to really get it yes there were the price increases but with the price increases we're getting a lot more content in a short period of time i mean there is a lot of new stuff that's being released just think about september i and granted i i didn't love all of these pieces of content but it was content released pinocchio cars on the road we get hocus pocus 2 at the end of the month um, Ondor is coming out next week, which I'll talk about later on. That's a lot of content. And it's – even if you don't enjoy the story, it is quality content. Um, you know, So I'm, I'm very excited. I'm excited for the future of Disney+. Plus. I thought they nailed it in this presentation. But moving forward in, in theaters, what's coming out? We have Jamie Lee Curtis starring as Madame Leota in Haunted Mansion coming March 2023. Um, Mufasa the Lion King, which is going to be a prequel to The Lion King, has come out in 2024 as Rafiki, Timon, and Pumbaa tell Mufasa's story. This is exciting. It does feel more of like a Disney Plus type movie, but nonetheless, I'm still very excited. And I'm excited that they were able to do something to continue The Lion King story and also just provide a more – like I think people are going to be really excited to see – a story that hasn't been told yet. And we don't ever, I don't, we, I don't think there was ever, ever anything else created about Mufasa. So this is going to be good. I'm excited. Then Snow White is going to release in 2024, starring Rachel Zegler and Gal Gadot as the evil queen. I think Gal Gadot as a, uh, as the evil queen is a very interesting cast. But again, this is the type of live action remake that I really like because. I don't think I've ever seen the original Snow White. This is a way to in- reintroduce those characters and make them more relevant today. Um, of course, one of the big releases, uh, re- trailer releases, was uh, the new Little Mermaid set to release in 2023. I know there's the controversy, and I'm not really going to talk about it because I, I truthfully, it, I don't care, honestly. Um, I think Hall- uh, Halle Bailey is going to kill it. I think she sounds amazing already, um, and I think that's what matters. I am so excited for this movie. I, it sounds incredible. It looks really good, and this is why I just love Disney live-action remakes. It's a new way of telling a story, and granted, sometimes they do carbon copies, um, but it's a new way to reintroduce a story um, and – I always get excited. I it, it doesn't ever affect the old movie. You know, the old movie will always be there. It was done. It was made. But this is a way for you to reintroduce those characters um, and sometimes put a slight twist on it. Like you look at live actions like Aladdin. Um, granted, the majority of the story was the same, but you look at Will Smith's genie and he had his own twist and it was great. I loved it. Um so I, I always get very excited for these live-action remakes, and I think The Little Mermaid is just going to be another great one. Over to Pixar. Um, Elemental will release on June 16th. It's going to be a story about a couple consisting of water and fire that cannot touch. It sounds really interesting, um, and I know I wasn't a fan of Turning Red, so I, I'm really hoping that Pixar kind of jumps back up and swings uh, for the fences with this one. And then we get a Pixar series, Win or Lose, coming out in 2023. Elio releases in spring 2024. Then, yes, for our Inside Out fans, there will be the Inside Out 2 sequel releasing in 2024. Something that we really didn't get much uh, information about was Zootopia Plus, which releases November 9th. Based off of the fact that we didn't hear anything, if I had to guess... It's probably going to be a series short like Baymax and Cars on the Road. Um, Should Disney Plus be using these major properties only to produce shorts? I don't think so, personally. I think if you're going to use a major property such as Zootopia, such as Baymax, like you want an actual show. 
Um, so, I mean, I thought the Baymax show was cute. Cars on the Road was a little disappointing. I think I would rather an actual full-fledged show, especially you're going to put it together, you're going to market it like one, you know, we want to see one. Um, I'm going to probably pronounce this incorrectly, but Iwaju is coming in 2023. And then celebrating Disney's 100th anniversary, Walt Disney Animation Studios will be releasing the movie Wish, which is about where did the wishing star come about? I think that's a really awesome 100th anniversary idea. I think just based off of thinking about the idea, it sounds great. It sounds like such a unique idea. Um, and so many movies are about, you know, including a wishing star. Like what, what better way to, you know, to celebrate your 100th year anniversary than with a movie about wishes? I think that's amazing. And that that was the Disney Plus, Disney Animation Studios, Pixar updates, including Disney branded television. I thought they knocked it out. I thought by far this was the best panel of the weekend. We really, really uh, received so many concrete dates for a lot of new content. We released uh, received more information about upcoming content. We got a ton of trailers. The, the, to me, this is just a perfect panel. You, the, we received so much information, and it was all exciting. And this, this really wasn't. I think I said on Thursday or Friday, I was at Halloween Horror Nights, and I'm like, you know, I'm, I don't really care about tonight's panel, and it ended up being the best. There was just a ton of information released, um, and it made it really exciting and enjoyable. I'm excited for all that's happening on Disney Plus. And the great thing is there's probably still more in the works that we just haven't heard about. I mean, uh, something like Utopia Plus, we didn't really know much about it. I think there's going to be more in the works. I'm very excited. There's a lot of new shows and movies coming out. And I really, like I said, just in terms of Disney Plus, I think they're going to take over. But um, this panel, this panel killed it. I thought this panel did a really Really nice job. But now moving on to Saturday's panel. Saturday's panel included Lucasfilm, Marvel, and 20th Century Studios. So Lucasfilm started off the presentation, and it included an up, an updated trailer for Ondor, which releases on September 21st with a three-episode release. Um, and we found out this is actually going to be a two-part season. So we're going to have two seasons with a total of 24 episodes. And just based off of the overall production, this show could be – this could be the new, like, Mandalorian in terms of popularity. It takes place five years before Rogue One. Um, it looks incredible. I don't, don't really understand much of the story personally. Again, you guys know I'm not a big Star Wars fan, but – I have high hopes. I think it could be really fun. Um, so I'm very excited. And also to already know that there's a guaranteed second season is great. Willow will release on November 30th on Disney+. Plus. Um, at first, I think I was confused because I thought this was part of the Star Wars universe, but it's not. Um, I was confused because it gives me very much Harry Potter vibes. Um, so I'm intrigued. Don't really know what to expect. It does look good. Um, and I'm always game for new Disney Plus content. So bring it on. Bad Batch Season 2 is coming to Disney Plus on January 1st. Star Wars Tales of the Jedi, a six-episode short series, is releasing October 26th. The highly anticipated Ashoka series is releasing in 2023 on Disney Plus. We already know that this thing, Ashoka is going to be super popular. People are going to go crazy. Um, and it's next year, so that's exciting. Star Wars Skeleton Crew coming to Disney Plus soon. And we got the first trailer for Mandalorian Season 3 coming to Disney Plus in 2023. Uh, it's going to be awesome. It looks so good. Um, to me, Mandalorian is right now... It's still a top-tier Disney Plus show. I think in terms of, like, the best of the best ever to release on Disney Plus, just off the top of my head, WandaVision, Loki, um, The Imagineering Story, and Mandalorian. Mandalorian has just gotten better and better. It is the show that launched Disney Plus, and this trailer looks amazing. Um, 
I think I already had mentioned this on our previous panel. Uh, Indiana Jones 5 is coming out June 30th, 2023. And that was about the extent of the, uh, about the extent about the 20th century studios. We did, they did talk about Avatar The Way of the Water. Um, but that was really it, which is surprising because they're a major studio that can produce just as many movies in one year as Marvel and Lucasfilm combined. So, I was pretty surprised to see that we really didn't get anything from them. Um, slightly disappointing. Maybe they take the route of waiting for, I don't know. I, I don't know what they'll wait for me. I don't know if Fox ever had a previously owned like Comic-Con type thing, and they do. I don't know. But just a little weird to not get that much. But now let's get into my favorite stuff, which is Marvel. Um, so we... Got confirmation Ironheart is releasing on Disney Plus in 2023. We'll actually see Ironheart for the first time in Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Ant-Man and the Quantum, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania releases February 17th, 2023. Um, based off of what I've heard from, because I do know that they've showed clips uh, at San Diego Comic-Con and at D23, one of my major frustrations with the Marvel panel was why was the Fantastic Four cast not announced? Well, um, I've seen some theories that a lot of people think that or apparently Ant-Man and the Wasp are stuck in the quantum realm in this movie. And maybe a certain someone of the name of Reed Richards and Sue Storm are the ones to help Ant-Man out. Um which, if this is the case, then absolutely. Like, I would much rather find out who Reed Richards and Sue Storm are in the movie than just a D23. Anytime you can announce, you can surprise somebody and show it in, you know, on the big screen first, do it not, do it every time. Um, I think that might be the case here. I, I, don't think we're going to get a Fantastic Four announcement until we see at least one of these characters. Then we'll probably get a press release after. But I don't know. I'm very excited for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Um, didn't realize, but Werewolf by Night is releasing on October 10th. Uh, that trailer looks, I don't know. I don't. It doesn't really look great. I mean, it's Marvel. It's a Halloween special. I'm excited, but don't really know what to expect so um but it is releasing in a few weeks we got our first trailer of secret invasion starring samuel L. jackson as nick fury coming in 2023 i think it looks amazing and i'm so excited to see a marvel project that is with nick fury at the center you know at the realm and I mean, it just looks so good it looks action-packed it looks dark i mean it doesn't seem like just based off of the trailer, it doesn't seem like this is going to take the um, the typical Marvel route of so you know an overload on humor. I'm very very excited for this, and I thought personally, I thought the Secret Invasion trailer was probably the best part of this panel. It would it just looks so good. Um, Armor Wars is confirmed, and it is coming soon. Loki season two is set to release in 2023. Um, and it does seem like Kang the Conqueror will play a large part in the show. So um, Ant-Man and the Quantum Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is gonna go right into Loki season two. Yes, the rumors are true. WandaVision director Matt Shackman is confirmed to direct Fantastic Four. Um a little bit concerned from an action standpoint because as much as I loved WandaVision, I don't think the action was great. Um, I know that the pandemic might have caused some issues with visual effects and everything, but I'm just hoping that get cleans up, gets cleaned up. But I did love the story of WandaVision, so I'm really excited to see what Matt Shackman um, can do for a movie of this magnitude. Um, we already knew, but Echo and Daredevil Born Again are coming soon. Captain America New World Order is coming in 2024. Um, one of the other bigger releases was the Thunderbolts um, announcing that that was coming. And our group of Thunderbolts is including Valentina Allegra, Red Guardian from Black Widow, Ghost from Ant-Man and the Wasp, John Walker from Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Bucky Barnes, self-explanatory, Taskmaster also from Black Widow, um, and Yelena, Natasha's sister. Um, 
lot of this is going to come from that Black Widow movie. Um, I think my biggest disappointment, and this is just hearing from what a lot of other people said, is that I really wanted John Berthal's Punisher to make the Thunderbolts. I have not even seen the show yet. It is on my must-dos. Um, but I've heard he's fantastic, and I heard he plays a big part of the Thunderbolts in the comics. So I'm a bit disappointed to see a character that people love and has played a big part in the past not make this movie. Um, but I'm also holding out hope that because people really want him, that he could be a surprise that you know maybe isn't playing the biggest part in the movie but is introduced in that Thunderbolts film. And then lastly... Uh, we got confirmation that the Marvels is releasing in 2023. Now, to me, this is the most disappointing panel of the weekend. Um, Lucasfilm, we we pretty much knew everything that was coming, um, except we saw more for Andor. We got a Willow trailer. Not really much there. Not really much from 20th Century Studios. And everything... That was primarily talked about by Marvel. We had already known from San Diego Comic-Con. A lot of people were hoping that D23 would mention some of the placeholder films that we saw were on the board for Phase 6 at San Diego Comic-Con but weren't mentioned. Um, Obviously, people were wondering Fantastic Forecast. Um, and we didn't even receive a trail, second trailer for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which I thought that was going to be an obvious thing that would be released considering the movie releases. And we're just looking at about two months, um, which I know it could be sooner, but you would just think this was an opportunity to release that. So to me, this is just super disappointing. I, I felt like you know I knew everything coming in. The Secret Invasion trailer was awesome. Um n- Werewolf by Night coming super soon was a bit of a surprise. Um, However, again, I also don't have high hopes because of that. So I'm a little disappointed. Um, I I always have high expectations for Marvel. I know they release a lot of stuff. And I I didn't even necessarily need new content, but just maybe more clarity on upcoming movies or um, clips. I mean, all we got was The Secret Invasion and the Werewolf by Night trailer. Um, would have liked to see, again, another Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer. Maybe a teaser trailer for Ant-Man, Quantum, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. I'm always forgetting the Wasp. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. But unfortunately, we didn't get any of that. Um, so I was, a, I was a little disappointed by that. I'm not going to lie. But all right, moving on to Sunday's Disney Parks Products and Experiences panel, which always is typically my favorite panel of the weekend. Um, as a Disney parks fanatic, it's just what affects me the most as a Disney annual pass holder. It's what I see the most. So it just naturally gets me the most excited. And all I'm going to say is I told you so I told you so I told you so I told you so I, if I granted, I've only had this podcast for the 20 episodes. So the 20 weeks that I've been doing this, anyone that knows me knows knows that I said from the day Happily Ever After announced it was glowing away that it would return. I said it. I said you would not have Happily Ever After. You would not not include Happily Ever After merchandise in the park. You would not have a show that well received for only four years running and not return it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Happily Ever After is back as the anthem of a new show coming to Magic Kingdom Park in 2023. I told you. I told you it was happening. I have said it since the moment it left that it was coming. Disney's Enchantment was always meant to be a temporary show. It was a show to celebrate Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary. Unfortunately, it probably got sped up a little bit more because the reality is it, it wasn't. people didn't respond to it well. I mean, Enchantment started to grow on me as time had went on. They made the previous editions, which are really good, but I just happily ever after to me as a perfect show. And the sh- we're not, we're probably not going to get the fully old show back. If I had to guess, we are going to get a mix of the old show with parts of Enchantment with parts of new parts of a show, um, which 
granted, I, I obviously would love the old show back, and maybe it is, um, but I'm okay with that because I, I, they listened. They realized that people want Happily Ever After back, and it's back. It, the anthem is back. That is what matters. That is an automatic win, and it makes me happy because it, it truly shows – and if there if there's anything that I can take away from this panel, it's that the Walt Disney Company executives listened to the fans for once. They heard some of the complaints and frustrations that they had, and they addressed it. And some people are going to be excited with all updates. We're going to talk about some updates, and people are not going to be happy, including myself. But at the very least, they did show they were willing to listen. How much they will listen to be determined based off of some of these updates. But Happily Ever After is back, baby. And that that's the biggest news out there. Let's start with Disneyland. Some of the updates. And I, I thought Disneyland, out of this panel, I thought Disneyland won. Um, we received new information that Mandalorian and Grogu will be uh, coming to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge only at the Disneyland Resort. And that Hulk is coming to Avengers Campus. I have no idea why Mandalorian and Grogu can't come to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in Orlando, Florida. Um, but I'm really bummed out because I love them and I've been just begging Disney to bring them to the parks. Um, so I guess at least some park gets it. Disneyland also announced a third attraction is coming to Avengers Campus where you battle King Thanos, including new and old characters. Th- this may be the the attraction that blows away all Disney attractions. I mean, we talk about Rise of the Resistance. We talk about Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. But this may become the best Disney attraction ever built. Um, Obviously, there was a lot of speculation about why was the third attraction never built. Um, When Avengers Campus opened, they only opened uh, the new Spider-Man Web Slingers attraction, and it, it, hasn't, it truthfully hasn't been well-received because it's the only attraction that opened with the lands. Um, but where the Quinjet is located is supposed to be a third attraction. And, I mean, as a Marvel fan, I'm going to freak out over this. Like, when this opens, I mean, I'll probably get to Disneyland before this opens, but this will call for a trip on its own because as a Marvel fan, I'm going to lose it. It. Sounds incredible. Literally, just the concept art gets me the chills, and we don't even really know all that much about it. Um, I don't remember if they released a date that it's going to come out yet. I, I, My gut says 2024, but I could be wrong. We also found out that the Pacific Wharf section at Disney's California Adventure will be reimagined to uh, San Francisco from Big Hero 6, which that's pretty cool. Um, We also found out that Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway coming to Disney's California Adventure in 2023 might look a little different than Walt Disney World Resort, which makes me happy because I've always been big on we don't need carbon copies at both parks. Um, I'm over just the fact of us having anything the same, but there's some slight differences, so that's good. Um, And it probably fits a lot better there at the Disneyland Resort, um, especially being, you know, having Toontown there. So I'm intrigued to see how it does, and it's just going to make Disneyland that much better of a park. Um, Paradise Pier Hotel is actually going to be rethemed to Pixar Place Hotel, which fits perfectly. Just You can't beat it. It fits so well. And then the last piece of news that I'm super excited for is Run Disney is returning to Disneyland in 2024. I need to go. I need to go as a Run Disney fanatic. I feel like I need to experience a run Disney event in Disneyland. It it just feels right. It I mean, it it's Disneyland. I am intrigued how they do it because Walt Disney World Resort has so much land, so you're running on always their property. Where if I had to assume at Disneyland, you're also running publicly in Anaheim. Which I don't know how I feel about that. Unless I could be wrong. I, I'm not exactly sure what the what it would be like, but, um, but I want to go. That's all I know. But, um, so that's the Disneyland updates. Now let's go to Walt Disney World Resort. I know I, I, I kind of took a breather there before I decided like, let's talk about it. 
because I, I am a little disappointed by this part of the panel as someone who lives in Orlando. Um, so we got confirmation that Tiana's Bayou Adventure is opening in late 2024, both at Disneyland Resort and Walt Disney World Resort. Um, the exterior alone pretty much looks very similar to Splash Mountain currently, which I, I'm happy with. Um, I think the exterior is beautiful, and I think it honestly looks really good based off the concept photos that we've gotten. Um, so I'm excited, and it's going to be an animatronic heavy attraction, which is needed. I am so glad they didn't try and change anything up. It sounds like the track's going to be the same. It really just sounds like it's a true just brand new overlay, which I'm okay with. That That is the correct way that this should have occurred. Um, Epcot's transformation will now include the completion of World Celebration Neighborhood in 2023 when Journey of Water, inspired by Moana, opens. Um, again, I don't really have that. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, and then Walt's statue is going to be placed in front of Epcot. Now, my biggest issue with these updates is. If you're unaware, on October 1st of this year, October 1st that occurs in like three weeks, is Epcot's 40th anniversary. 40 years. They have done a, you don't, they have conducted a multiple year transformation leading up to this. And we did not receive any mention of Epcot's 40th anniversary at D23. I have no idea how how that doesn't happen. Um, I, I have no idea. They, it, I almost thought that they forgot that Epcot turned 40, but then we did see a picture floating around the internet of a new Spirit jersey coming out for Epcot's 40th anniversary. But to not mention it at all blows my mind. I, it just blows my mind. Um, I... It, it, I just am stunned. And we have a figment meet and greet coming, but it's not coming till the end of 2023. So it's like, why are we getting these new, like, why is, why are things going to be ready at the end of 2023 at the end of the 40th anniversary? It just, I don't know. I'm a bit confused with their process for this. I mean, I, I get Epcot 35th was just a merchandise thing and that's fine. But Epcot 40th anniversary you can tell me that the multiple multi-year expansion wasn't for the 40th anniversary, but it lines up perfectly. Like th this was done for the 40th anniversary. So to not capitalize off merchandise and offerings, and I'm sure we will get something, but to just not hear about it at D 23, three weeks before it, it's a bit concerning. Um, and it, Gives me very low expectations for Epcot's 40th anniversary, which is disappointing because we've had construction on the park for a while. But I guess we'll see. Um, we did get confirmation that Tron Light Cycle Spin will open in spring 2023 at Magic Kingdom Park. About what I expected. I think I said that I expected it to complete the 50th anniversary, which is March 31st. So I would not be surprised if the dates align very closely there. Then we got a bunch of, or before I get into our blue sky ideas, we also found out that the Hatbox Ghost uh, will materialize at the Haunted Mansion in 2023. So that's exciting. They added a, a part, but people really, really like at Disneyland's Haunted Mansion to Walt Disney World. Now we just need the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay. <clears throat> but now some onto the, some of the blue sky ideas. Some ideas that, you know things that Disney are thinking about that nothing's concrete yet. It's just a thought process. Um, and I, the, I got two questions on Instagram about this I'll, and I'll address it. Um, we got mentioned about a replacement for Dino Land. Um, and some of the ideas that they discussed were Moana and Zootopia. Moana could work great. A water area of Disney's animal kingdom would work great. Zootopia, not so much. Zootopia is built off of a... It's a city with animals. Yes, there are animals, but it does not make it a good fit for Disney's Animal Kingdom. It, it A city in Disney's Animal Kingdom just does not make any sense. 
I understand if you want a Zootopia area, by all means. I'm not the biggest Zootopia fan, but I don't think Disney's Animal Kingdom is the right spot. I almost want to say Epcot's a better spot. And I'm not even sure if that's correct. But I think it fits better than Disney's Animal Kingdom. Um, So those are mentioned. Um, Someone did ask, do you think they'll be getting rid of Dinosaur or just retheming it? If I had to guess... I would assume that they're probably going to get rid of Dinosaur, unfortunately. As much as I love Dinosaur, as much as a lot of hardcore Disney fans love Dinosaur, I don't think it's loved enough to keep it safe. Um, A lot of times it has fairly short wait times. Um, It's a good attraction. There's a better version of it in Disneyland with the Indiana Jones attraction. It's a bummer because I don't think a, a park with that much space should get rid of attractions, but I just have this feeling that Dinosaur will be part of it because that whole Dino Land area is just very odd. And I mean, granted, it's a lot of real estate that can be used for something else, um, which I'm okay with. This is, as much as I like Dinosaur, this is an attract like this is an area I'm okay with saying okay, like. Do what you want with it. Like there, you clear, Dinorama, that area is awful. It just makes zero sense and it's super confusing. Um, Near Dinosaur, there's just a lot of empty space. I would fully be okay with Walt Disney Imagineering to just go ahead and have at it. See what they can come up with. My idea is to replace Dinoland. Um, I would go with like a mythical land personally, including like, Ray and the Last Dragon. They can include Shang-Chi, so there's a Marvel way. And potentially, depending on how Strange World goes, that might be another option. Um, kind of a like a, a throwing out there. I would just love a Tarzan attraction. Like, give me the jungle in that area and give me Tarzan. I would be pumped. That would be like a dream come true. I Tarzan is so underrated and he should be in the parks and another conversation for another day. Um, another blue sky idea that we got is a potential Magic Kingdom expansion um, behind Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, including an Encanto, Coco, and Disney Villains area. I don't think that Encanto or Coco work here. Um, I th- I think Coco definitely works in Epcot. Um, I'm not sure if Encanto has the perfect spot. Like I almost, you could kind of say Encanto might work at Disney's Animal Kingdom if you did a mythical land. Um, I don't know. I also just, I don't know. I guess it depends on the theme of the lands. Obviously, I would love a Disney villains area. I would love a Disney villains attraction. Um, so overall, I love the idea. And yes, the, the, by the way, because the, this was a question asked, there's not a Disney villains theme park in the works, but just a potential Disney villains area. And this is, this may not ever happen. It's just an idea floating around. Um, but I mean, I would love I would love a Disney villains area, and I would just love for Magic Kingdom to expand. I think it'd be really cool. And based off of the way they were explaining, it sounds like it could look similar to how Star Wars Galaxy's Edge looks, um, where that's located at Disneyland. But I was disappointed, um, and uh, we still got more because we have International Parks and Cruise Line to talk about. But just the fact that there was no mention of restaurants reopening, no additional characters returning, no phantasmic opening date, no update on Blizzard Beach reopening. Like there was a lot of stuff that needed updates or we needed to know something. We were just left in the dark. I mean, you have restaurants like 1900 Park Fair that are still closed. Um, you could go ahead and I'm trying to blank. I mean, the whole Moroccan pavilion is closed. Akerhurst is still closed. I mean, like, those are things people, like, people just want things to be open again. Um, and to me, I mean, a lot of, a lot of what we just talked about were just ideas. You know, it could take five to 10 years for those ideas to come to fruition. I thought for Disney Parks products and experiences, or really just for the Walt Disney World section, that there was more to have been done. And we just didn't hear anything. Like that Dinoland, I was hoping that there would be something concrete not just an idea floating around. Um, so a, li- a little bit of a bummer. Um, I I really wish we would have heard more concrete information, but unfortunately we didn't. And it, again, Epcot's 40th to me. Just overall a disappointing panel for Walt Disney World Resort. 
Moving on, Disney Cruise Line announced its sixth ship, the Disney Treasure, which will set sail in 2024, inspired by adventure characters like Aladdin and Jasmine. And it's going to include real-world inspirations from Asia and Africa. I think this could be – I mean, I haven't been on a Disney cruise yet, but just from the sounds of it, this could be Disney's most unique cruise ship. I mean, I think what I love most about Disney's Animal Kingdom is that it's so unique and different. And if you could put that on a cruise ship, I mean – Yes, take my money. I will gladly go. That sounds like a blast. Um, Disney also revealed its newest island in the Bahamas, Lighthouse Point, which will be coming soon. Then looking over at the international parks, we uh, received confirmation that there will be three Frozen-themed lands heading to Hong Kong Disneyland, Disneyland Paris, and Tokyo Disneyland. Um, And actually in Disneyland Paris, the Disneyland Hotel is going through refurbishments, and there's going to be Frozen-themed rooms as part of those refurbishments. We're also going to get a new Tangled-themed attraction coming to Disneyland Paris, along with a new show, Pixar, We Belong Together. I'm bummed with all these updates because Walt Disney Studios Parks needs a lot more, and they're getting a lot more. Um, So I know I missed Avengers Campus by a few months, and unfortunately, well, hopefully I'll have a chance to be back when some of these other updates come. So they were looking to add three new lands to... Dis, uh, to the Walt Disney Studios Park, and we have two of them, and a Tangled area or a Tangled attraction. So good things coming for what many people consider, including myself, the worst Disney park on earth. Then we got some news at Tokyo Disney Sea. We have a Fantasy Springs expansion, which this sounds awesome, with Frozen, Peter Pan, and Tangled. Um, we actually saw videos of the new Elsa animatronic, and. It looks great. It actually looks a lot better than the animatronic at Frozen Ever After at Walt Disney World. So good things coming for Tokyo Disney Sea. And there's also going to be upcoming alterations to Space Mountain, transitioning the ride from day to night at Tokyo Disneyland. Um, Shanghai Disney Resort will include the first ever Zootopia area. So for my Zootopia fans, Shanghai will get a first. Um, And then Josh Tomorrow also announced that Duffy and Friends are going to star in a new Disney Plus series next year, which I'm excited because I don't really know anything about Duffy. I know he's huge in the international parks. Um, So I'm excited to see, you know, I'm excited to learn more about him. All right. So how are Disney parks celebrating their 100 years of wonder? Um, They're going to debut a new version of World of Color. It's called World of Color 1. And a new nighttime spectacular at Epcot, which will take place of Harmonious. At first, I thought this might, and this could still be a temporary show. I think that there, I think that the disappointment of Harmonious, at least at first, has struck Disney. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the end of Harmonious. I don't think it will, but it's a possibility. And I, I mean, I enjoy Harmonious. I like it. I like it a lot. It's my favorite Epcot show that I've ever seen. Um, But I don't know if they feel the same way. Um, So, and Disneyland, though, by the way, is just going off for the 100 Years of Wonder. Magic Happens Parade is returning to Disneyland. And the heart of the celebration of the 100th anniversary is going to be celebrated at Disneyland. Um, So I'll be getting my tickets for Disneyland because they're going to get everything for the 100th anniversary of the company. Um, and Hong Kong Disneyland will unveil a new statue of Walt and Mickey. Um, so really the question that I came out of this is, what, like, why isn't anywhere else getting this celebration? I get Disneyland was really the start of everything. Um, but you you would expect it to be a big thing here at Walt Disney World Resort, which is what seems to be considered the flagship resort. I mean, it's when you think of Disney, I think you think of Orlando over everything. Um, it almost feels like you think of Orlando as the as the main park, Disneyland as the original, and then you have your international parks. So I'm a bit surprised that the focus is Disneyland. Obviously, it'll give me a reason to go out and travel there. Um, I'm just a little disappointed that there's not a focus everywhere. I know that Harmonious is being replaced, but it just it it feels a bit strange. It just it just feels like we should see more, but um. I'm assuming we'll see more coming over time. Um, so we'll see. I'm sure as we get closer to 2023, 
we'll get some more updates. I know with the Walt Disney World Resort's 50th anniversary, a lot of the bigger uh, changes weren't announced, or like food offerings and everything. They weren't announced until last minute. And some things were, in, were never announced. We just saw them. Um, small things, but like the new Epcot, um, the new monorail lights, those were never updated. They just happened. Um, again, very minor, but we might see some changes as time goes on. But that's it. That was every, unless I missed something, that which I, I hope I didn't, but that was every announcement from D23. If you know of anyone who wants to know everything about what happened at D23, share this podcast. Um, I hope it was super informative and provided you with a lot of information about what occurred at this week's expo. Um, I know I had fun talking about it. I it wasn't my favorite expo. I'm not gonna lie. I did, you know, after the weekend ended, I was a bit disappointed overall by D23. I thought that Friday's panel was excellent. I really thought we got a lot of content and a lot of good content, a lot to be excited about. Um, the Marvel Lucasfilm panel to me was disappointed. I just felt like we didn't really get much. And I mean, I'm sure for the attendees, it was probably great because they, there are clips that are showed at these events that aren't showcased to the public. Um, so I believe you know, there was clips from Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania that were released. Um, I believe there was additional videos from uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever that were released. It just would have been nice for everyone to see it. Um, and then the parks information, I mean, again, I just feel like at Walt Disney World, there was a lot of things that were released that weren't necessarily needs for the parks. Like, they're good stuff. Like, Figment, you know, meeting at Epcot, that's that's a good thing. That's an exciting thing. Hatbox Ghost at being added to the Haunted Mansion, that's a good thing. The possibility of Magic Kingdom being expanded and Dinoland being replaced, those are good things. But again, that like, those are, weren't concrete ideas. Um, so I think I just wanted more. I mean, obviously... I'll give you if I had to give my three like most exciting announcements from each panel. The Santa Clauses at um, Friday's panel. I'm just excited to know that it's coming and it's coming soon and it looks really cool. Um, Saturday's panel. I'm most excited by the Secret Invasion trailer. I think it looks great. And then the park experiences and products. Happily ever after is back. I mean. No matter how much I could voice frustrations about the D23 Expo, because I was disappointed with a lot of it, Happily Ever After is back. And if you know me, Happily Ever After is my f probably my favorite Disney anything of all time. Like, I will take Happily Ever After over quite literally anything. When Splash Mountain first announced its closure um, back in 2020, the first thing I said is, listen, I get it. I can live, but don't ever take Happily Ever After away from me. Um, so in 2021, it was disappointing to see that I was going away. Um, it was sad being the f there the final night of the show, but it's back. It's back. I, I get it. It'll probably be changed around, but it's back, and that's exciting. But I'm excited. You know, there's, there's a lot that's going to be happening, a lot that's coming to Disney+, Plus, which I'm most excited for, um, and some cool things coming with uh, the Walt Disney Company's 100th anniversary. So we've we've got good things on the horizon. Um, you know, and soon we'll, soon we'll hear more about Epcot's 40th anniversary. So um, I'll be excited to hear more about that. But thank you for tuning in. Hope that I was able to provide you all the information you needed to know about D23. If you have seen my Instagram and saw me posting about Halloween Harnates, don't worry. Next week, we are going to talk all about it. Um, Unfortunately, D23 just took priority this week, um, and we needed to cover it all. So hope you loved all the announcements. We'd love to talk to you guys about it. Let me know which excite, you know, what announcement you're most excited for on Instagram at Journey into Paul's Imagination. And I'll be back next week because we're going to be talking about Halloween Horror Nights. But for now, see you guys next week.